Hey, this is Mandy and Kim with Next Talk, where we are passionate about keeping kids safe in the digital world. Did you know we have tens of thousands of listeners in 60 countries? It's truly amazing. Crazy. Only God. And as a nonprofit, everything we do at Next Talk is supported by people just like you. Be a part of changing the culture of conversation in your home and around the globe by making a donation today. Go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. And check out our resources while you're there. More than cyber parenting conversations to connect. On our last show, we talked about deception, you know, manipulation, and we kind of laid out where we've been this last year. You know, like church was shut down. We all were on screens more and we've all kind of been off because of that. Yeah, I I tell you, for the last 18 months, I feel like we have been through so much, so many big things as a family. Like I was kind of thinking back through this as we were preparing for this show. We have been through some big stuff. (laughs) Oh, and then there was a global pandemic. <laughs> I, You know what's so funny? I had a friend text me recently and she's like, hey, do you have school pictures? Do you remember if we got those? And I texted her back and I was like, wasn't that 500 years ago? Like, I don't even remember what that was. I, yes. feel, I feel like I've lived eight lifetimes since school pictures happened. It does fall. feel like that because it's like these big things happen, but you had to just keep going. And then it was all the million little things, right? You know, just trying to figure out how to get the sound working on your on your kids laptop so they could zoom (laughs) yes well and I just I felt a little whiplash like back and forth Mm -hmm. for a minute I think everything's going to be okay and then oh wait somebody was exposed we all have to quarantine let's reschedule everything Mm. for the next 14 days you know like it's just been so much the other day my kid said do you think we'll be able to do stuff for Christmas outside of the house? And I forgot, like, we were on lockdown during Christmas last year. I mean, we did none of the normal things that we normally do with church and, you know, lights and all of that. And so it's just... We're in this space now where we're transitioning back to some form of normalcy. But I realized, I think there's a lot of families going through what we're going through. I mean, We've been struggling in our house, and I didn't understand how much until it all came to a head, and I lost my mind. I mean, that's really what happened. We're moving. Tell us about that. I want to. Yeah, you want to hear that. You want to hear the juice because I saw a little of it, and it was. (laughs) I didn't know what to say or do. I just looked at you and gave you a hug because I was like, "Who are you right now? Who is this lady? Scared of you." (laughs) That's what my husband said. I'm not sure I've ever seen this side of you. (laughs) This is post-pandemic, Kim. Yes, as he hid in the corner. (laughs) Well, you know, this is what happens when you think that you're talking through all the things, but then something else comes up and takes precedence and you never fully resolve something big that happens. And then there's 10 big things and a thousand little things. And here we are. We did this two week turnaround of a move, which was insane. And we're in this kind of temporary holding place living with my mom. And we've all been saying the whole time, like, keep your eye on the prize. We're going to move into our own house. It's going to be great. You know, it's going to be fine. And then we went to go visit this new house and there was something wrong with it, like the building. At least it seemed that way. And that was it. That was the final straw. And everybody thought it was about the house, but it really was just the last thing that I could handle. And I like cracked. 
it was bad. And it was <laughs> Easter Eve and I'm yelling and I said some bad words. And my husband's like, let's focus on Jesus. And I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> like stuffing the Easter baskets. And I had this idea to write these lovely notes to my kids about we're going to spend this time. And I'm like writing them as I'm yelling. It was <laughs> um, and I'm yelling as we're dying the Easter eggs. It was just this whole situation. And being able to step out of that later and look back and realize, you know, we came out of this pandemic and we came out of all these big life changes and we never really talked through what that meant. We didn't, we did on a surface level and I think we thought we worked through it, but this transition back into life, this new reality that's a combination of still mask wearing and being safe, but also everything's back to normal sports and school and all the things. All of that, we didn't talk about our transition plan and we left a lot of loose ends and, you know, dealing with the emotions of what we've just been through. And I think that just piled up and we have been overwhelmed. We have been overwhelmed. Well, ditto over here. Ditto. (laughs) Um, I do want to say to add to your story, because I feel like our listeners need to get this picture. Oh, no. Oh, no. You rolled up on Easter Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) This is everybody's favorite part of the story. (laughs) You rolled up on Easter Sunday and you had glasses on like a Hollywood star because your eyes were so puffy from crying. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's even better than that. I forgot my sunglasses. And so we get into the, you know, the balloon archway because it's outside. So it's like a red carpet arrival. Like you can't sneak in the back, right? And I realized I forgot my glasses and your whole family's waiting there like, hey, (laughs) And so I do a right angle, like a pivot over to the children's table and get some children's sunglasses to cover my puffy eyes. It was just a whole situation. Well, and I say to my husband, don't mention anything about the house. You know, Kim's in a bad spot. And so the first thing he goes up and like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) And another one of your family members says, have you been crying? (laughs) because we all loved you right it was all in you know good spirit i just was not in a good spirit well and let's just say the house is fine it was it's fine everything's fine it was just this one little thing set you off because you were depleted i was depleted yes and i had a similar moment and it was on my birthday and i literally was in bed crying the whole day Mm-hmm. And I could, I just couldn't get out of bed. It was like I was possessed by a demon. Honestly, <laughs> it, it literally it, felt it that was way. the demon that I had. I, I just sent it over to you. <laughs> I um, honestly, I and honestly, I was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And my sweet husband, you know, he crawled in bed with me, and he was like, Mandy. I have watched you through this entire pandemic. You have taken care of us. You've put work on the back burner so that I could focus on work and you can manage everything going on in our household. I've seen you take calls from parents at midnight, pouring into them, helping them figure out all this new screen stuff. And he said, but what I haven't seen you do is take care of yourself. Yeah. And it was just this moment that I realized I've been trying to be so strong and hold it together for everyone through this pandemic. And I think that's where most 
I hate to be sexist here, but I think this has fallen on moms more than any anybody. And I think we're just done. We are done. And so now the calendar is filling back up and life's just supposed to resume like normal. But I don't have the energy to resume like normal. That's where I am. We all just want to crawl in bed for a minute, you know, like you did on your birthday. It, it was just, you want to step back and take a minute because so much has happened and you've shouldered so much and you've put on the smile to help your kids deal with all the change and you've supported your spouse and your friends and it's just been so much and and grandparents and moms and dads, like we've worked through all the emotions of them being isolated and struggling. It's just been everything. Well, and kind of having to be a parent to them, like you cannot go out. This is dangerous for you. You were in high risk yes. category, you know, and they're like, I'm fine. I'm gonna, I've lived my life. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, no, <laughs> you know, all those heavy conversations that we've all had to have. It's, it's, it's taken a toll on us. It's taken a toll on us. My husband looked at me and he said, I miss your zest for life. And I need you to fight for yourself right now. And so that's the term that I have been clinging to fight for yourself. Um, so when I am going to counseling now, I am like, I'm fighting for myself. I recently went to the doctor to get blood work to make sure there was nothing else going on, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, um, and that's fighting for myself. Um, and, and I will tell you, my doctor told me, she said, pandemic depression is a real thing. Like I'm treating a lot of people for what you are describing to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's even strong, mentally healthy people pre-pandemic are struggling now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for us, we thought if we're going through this, so many others must be too. And we should talk about it. We should talk about it on our show and share some of the things that have helped us kind of begin that transition back to healthy, back to fighting for ourselves. Or like the term that I've been using is putting up fences And we'll get into that a little bit. But one thing that has been so important is, one, take inventory individually and as a family. You don't have to have a total meltdown to ask God to show you what needs some attention. Like, you don't have to be Mandy and I and become like a possessed demon. You know, you don't have to completely (laughs) break to take some inventory and say, Lord, show me where I need to tie up some loose ends. Show me where I need to pay attention to what's going on with me or with my kids or my spouse or in my household. Give me insight into where I need to pour some time and energy. I mean, absolutely. You got to figure out what's most important and and protect that, right? And for me, it's Jesus first and then my family. My yeah. family is so important. And um, I have I had a pastor tell me once, he said, you know, the work you're doing at Next Talk is so important, you know, as, as an organization, what you guys are doing. And he said, you have to be so careful with your team. They can't lose their own families while they're saving other families. Yeah. And that's one thing that has really rang in my mind because we're, we're all struggling over here mm-hmm. and we've got to have a reset. And so, you know, I've stepped back. You guys have noticed I haven't been on, on the podcast for a couple of weeks. Kim did some interviews that were great. Um, I needed a minute and I still need a minute. <laughs> yes. Because one of our core values at Next Talk is family. 
And we always remind ourselves of that, like family first. When we see another team member struggling, we say, hey, you got to reset. You got to put your family first here um, because that's the priority. If that's not right, then nothing else will be, you know, Jesus and family. And so that's very important to us. And so I think that inventory, that personal inventory is really important. Just spend some quiet time with God. Like, what does that need to look like um, for me? Stretch too thin, taking on too many roles, um, wanting to be everything for every person, wanting to... Um, get everything done in ministry that I can, because I know that it helps further the kingdom. And so it's it's a struggle for me to say no in work. It's a struggle for me to say no when someone calls and wants to have lunch. So simple things like personal inventory is, I can only do friendship lunch once a month, which seems so silly and so small. But when you have five a week, then you start to realize you're you're trying to juggle too much and be too many things for too many people because you take on all the things that you have a conversation about of those five people. And I'm processing and praying for that. And it's I had to put up fences around even my schedule. I love that you're taking inventory and putting up those fences. You have to do that. Um, and then, you know, you have to decide what's most important, just like you're doing. You have to have priorities yep. um, and then protect those priorities. So, you know, one thing for me is um, time in the word, you know, with taking care of everybody. And I just got out of my normal routine of being in scripture at normally like I am. Yeah. And I could feel the spiral. I could feel it. Same. And I and I knew I needed to get back into my normal scripture routine because, you know, online church wasn't the same. I wasn't yeah. getting fed as much. And I knew I needed to, but there was so much other stuff that needed to be done. And every time that I would wake up early and be motivated to do it, a, a crisis would happen. You know, we got dog with diarrhea or we got a quarantine issue or somebody yes. wake, waking up with oak allergies and can't breathe. Yes. I mean, it's all Always. things. <laughs> Always. It, it, it never fails. When you make a decision for Jesus, Satan steps in and tries to block it. I mean, you literally just described my life of trying to get up and get back in the word and it's something every time. So make the space for quiet. You know, that has to be a fence. So let the diarrhea set for five more minutes. So you can read scripture <laughs> first. Like whatever you got to do. Right? That's so disgusting, but whatever. Oh my gosh. It's true though. And I, they, I have done all these different things. I'll just be honest. All these different things like changing my schedule and change, changing up these different things for our family, like choosing only one activity instead of the 10 million that suddenly became avail available post-COVID. But the thing that has changed my heart and renewed my spirit the most is getting up every morning and despite the diarrhea and despite the kids needing their bagel cream cheesed, saying yes to Jesus, just saying, you know what, guys, I need to do this and pouring into the word and getting into a good Bible study and starting my day with him at the center of everything I do. It has realigned my heart and my life in a way that nothing else could. So we have taken inventory individually and as a family. We've decided what's most important and protected it. You know, we put fences around it. Yep. The other thing we need to do, you know, keep talking and praying through each season and make adjustments. Things will change. I go back to being a um, new mom. And just when you figure out their sleep schedule or just when you figure out something that works, 
it changes. And I think that's just life for every stage with kids and family is you're going to have to be flexible, you know, yes, putting up fences and yes, fighting for yourself needs to be a priority. But within that, your life is going to change. There may be another global crisis. There may be something that happens that was unex- that's unexpected in your family. And we have to be flexible and ask the Holy Spirit to tell us what our new norm needs to look like. Well, and on that note, Kim and I have practiced what we've preached here. We have yeah. taken inventory personally and in our work life and we have made a decision for a, mi- a minute <laughs> that we need to let you guys in on. We're going we- to Cancun. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not the one. Girls trip. And you, Girls trip. and you, and you, and you. <laughs> Pull and you Oprah. get a trip. And you get a trip. <laughs> no, we wish we could do that. I wish. We wish. Oh, sisters. Um, we need a minute. We need a break to regroup. And I tell you this because our podcast is, it's exploded. Um, You know, we're hundreds of thousands of listeners now in 60 plus countries, and it's our fastest growing platform. But there's a lot of work to put a new show out every week. We write content. We want to make sure it's relevant. It's editing. It's producing. It's a lot of work behind the scenes to get these podcasts out. Um, Kim and I have done 215 shows over the last couple years, which is crazy. Every week we've put out new content and we realized that we need to just pause. So from now on, we are going to replug into our family this summer. We really feel like we need a reset and so we can pour out in this podcast a hundred percent and it be the best that it can be. We don't want to just put out a show to check a box, Mm -hmm. right? We never want to do that for Jesus. We want it to be our best work always getting put out there. Well, and this is a prayerful, difficult decision, but one of those things where we feel like God is leading us not only to make a decision based on what we're saying, you know, practice what you preach, but also to encourage you. Maybe you need a reset. Maybe you need to reevaluate what your schedule looks like or what's going on in your life and maybe just step back and breathe for a minute so that you are able to say yes 100% instead of just a shadow of yourself. So we want to be real practical with you with what this looks like. We are going to do one new show every month during the summer months. So June, July, and August, you will have one new show at the end of the month. The other weeks, we're going to take a break and breathe. I will tell you, I will be real honest, Satan has whispered in my ear, you know, you have this audience and they're all going to go away now. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I am just trusting Jesus and his word right now because I need to sit with Jesus. I need to be with him. And I know that for my own mental health. Um, And I'm going to trust that he's going to do great things with this decision to rest in him for a minute. Amen and amen. I believe that and I trust in that as well. And we are praying that over you and your families too. One thing we do want to tell you is the dad show. It is growing, growing, growing. It is. And they are going to continue to produce a new show every week. So you still have a new next talk show. It's just with our husbands who are out Mm. there. Man, they are so blunt. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all listen to the show about my birthing story, I'm still like mad at my husband. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't, but I wanted to. I've had to have some... (laughs) 
the skids were greased. He said that about you. I've had to have some conversations with him about his wording. (laughs) He's like, that's how dudes talk, Mandy. Don't filter me. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely dudes. But I love that they're like talking about some really relevant interesting topics that I think a lot of dads and men in general are struggling with or dealing with or thinking through or wondering how to do. And so check it out. If you, even as a mom, it's been super helpful for me and it creates conversation with my husband and he's on the show. So check it out. It's really a good show. So you have to subscribe to that. It's a different RSS feed than this podcast. It's Next Talk Dad, all one word. Um, again, they'll put, continue to put out weekly content. And Kim and I will come in and do one show a month. And then in the fall, when our kids go back to school and we've, we're rested and we're reset, we are going to hopefully hard charge and get back to our weekly content. That's the plan. We also have some exciting things on the horizon for fall that we're praying through over the summer. So be praying for us. And like I said, we'll be praying for you. And as you prepare for the summer ahead with creating some balance and boundaries, remember these things. Take inventory individually and then as a family. And then decide what's most important and then protect it. And then keep talking and praying through each season because things will change.